Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. April Fool's bitches, everybody gonna die. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. B-I-G! Ah! Right now, I'd like to talk about a serious problem. April Fool's Day. <laughs> April Fool's Day is to comedy as St. Patrick's Day is to Irish culture. That is to say, it is a mockery of the very concept that usually ends in a fist fight. But you may not know that April Fool's Day was actually invented by FDR in 1934 as a way to raise national morale during the Great Depression. April Fool! That's not true at all! I made it up! You trusted me and I betrayed that trust! I betrayed you! Isn't betrayal fun? Pity the fool who would do that. And now. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on. Shame on you. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Our feature presentation. Hello, and welcome in to another all new Kevin and Bean show. Oh, no. Is really? It's Monday. It's the 1st of April. I spent five days there. <laughs> and he's the worst Beatle ever. <laughs> Crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. I always talk like this. I haven't changed. You have. <laughs> You've been practicing in bed. Have you been I hanging been... out with Stephen Hawking? <laughs> I don't know why I can't. But... You can't do it at all. But keep doing it. You were immersed with these people. <laughs> and that's what we brought back. back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deny me roots. It's just, a, it's, I'm just as God made me. It's just how I was born. Oh my God! Oh my God! How are I- you? You're moving to Ireland. What's with the upswing of every last week? I don't know. I can't. I, look, I don't do. I don't do voices. I'm just trying to fit in over there. Okay. Oh my God! I realize. That, I realize the accent that I have developed living in the United States is a detriment to my to my seamlessly. Getting in, you know, back into my British life. So uh-huh. I need to start working up my accent a little bit. But I'm, I got some stumbling blocks. Yeah, I would. I mean, say. I know, I know Daniel Day Lewis at this point. I, I just can't, I can't disappear into a role. No, you're, you're not damn Daniel. You're basically, <laughs> you're basically nothing. I'm trying though, and Honestly. I don't know why the only accent I could do is from a Hard Day's Night. <laughs> and by the way, when you said that Daniel Day Lewis can really. Uh, disappear into a role? Did you right. mean because he's British also? No, I mean because he can okay. play anything. Okay. Because, yeah, because he's got a wide... I was wondering if you maybe didn't know he was British. No, 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 <laughs> okay. of course. Yes, but he's just one of those guys who, I mean, he is Abraham Lincoln. You know, he's sure. he, whoever whoever you want him to be, he can be. But I'm, yeah. I'm clearly not at that uh, point yet. Why don't you say my favorite word when um, whenever I meet anyone Moist. from... Nope. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just assume, sorry. Right. Whenever I meet anyone from England, I make them say squirrel. Squirrel. 
No. <laughs> oh, how do they do it? That's not an accent. It's that's not, like a cadence. Right? Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do the Brits say squirrel? Squirrel. Oh, a squirrel. Yeah. Oh, that's All right. adorable. It is adorable. That's very cute. Why don't you try it? Squirrel. Why are you <laughs> dropping your voice so low? <laughs> I did hear in the wild, though, I did hear aluminium, which was very exciting to me. Yes. Because they don't have aluminum, they have aluminium. Right. right. So I, I felt like I was I was home. You'll, you know? you'll hear schedule, obviously. Uh-huh. Oh, schedule, yes. Mm-hmm. And then you'll hear Adidas. For Adidas. Oh, Adidas. Adidas. Mm-hmm. Oh. Adidas. oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Adidas. Adidas. I like it. All right. All right. Well, I got some time to work on it, you guys. So oh, boy. anyway, it's uh, wonderful to uh, see you. I was in touch a little bit with you guys while I was out, but it's uh, it's great to be back. I missed you very much. I will tell you that I gave serious thought to how much I'm going to miss doing this radio show. You know, I mean, I've been doing it for so long. I was waking up going, this is what it's going to be like in a few months. I won't have this show to do. And it's going to be Awkward. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just keep it a beam. <laughs> try to keep it a beam, but I just, I, I don't want to get all sentimental on you, but I'm, I'm really gonna miss some of you. <laughs> uh, rabbit, rabbit! It is the first of April. Um, there has been an increasing trend. In fact, entire countries—Norway is one, Sweden another, others around the world—have stopped doing April Fool's Day pranks. In other words, the media, the, the radio, the television, the newspapers have all come together and said every day is fake news day now. So we're not going to perpetuate that. We're not going to put that. It's it's hard enough to get people to believe things they see in establishment news sources now that we're not going to make it worse by by intentionally printing fake news. Yeah, yesterday I saw a headline that said Mussolini's granddaughter gets an argument with Jim Carrey on Twitter. And I was yeah. like, that's got to be April Fool's. Right. Double checked it. True story. Yeah. <laughs> it was true. Yes. The world is so weird that I think, I mean, am I wrong or do I, do I feel like people are exhausted by trying to, trying to figure out what's real and what's not anymore. Yeah, it would be difficult to out April Fool's reality. Life. That's the problem Veep has been having, is how do you make it crazier than it already is? Mm -hmm. But I thought this was funny because, uh, you know, just like uh, uh, for St. Patrick's Day, we revisited the story of uh, who got the gold, where the gold at. Mm -hmm. It could be a leprechaun. It could be a crackhead. Mm -hmm. I came across this audio um, in my system here from six years ago, and it was a viral video at the time, and now that we're getting to the point where every, you know, every holiday that comes along is my last one, I thought it might be re fun to revisit some of the great ones from the past. This was a story that we covered back in 2013, and it was called The Worst April Fool's Day Prank of All Time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, I don't know if you remember this one. Ali, you might. You were in the news. Jensen, mm-hmm. let's see if you caught this one. But here it is from Kingsport, Tennessee. Again, viral video, The Worst April Fool's Day Prank of All Time. A favorite day for pranksters is the time of year when you're never really sure what's the truth. One veteran April Fool's Day jokester in Kingsport had it all planned out. I do April Fool's Day jokes all the time, okay? By the way, she does sound like someone who could pull off an April Fool's Day. Quick on her feet. I am already invested in how she's going to pull one over on me. This year would be the best yet a prank for her sister. I was doing an April Fool's joke. I said, Helen, I shot my husband. I'm cleaning up the mess. Let's go bury him in Blackwater. Okay, so what could go wrong with telling your sister that you've just murdered your husband and you need help moving the body? Uh, sounds so realistic from her, too. Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's done it before and gotten away with it. Yeah. Uh, this makes me pause and think, 
we all have very close friends and family members. How do you respond to that call? It's hell no, right? Right. Yeah, but I know that my mom would be like already at my door with a shovel. Really? Yeah, oh, there'd yeah. be no thinking about it. No, Just she's got your back. back. Yeah, she would bury mm-hmm. a body with me. She would, she would hide a murder yes. and bury a body for you. Yes. To protect you. A hundred percent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Terrifying thought, but yes, she would. Definitely you would you do that for anyone, your wife included? That's such a good question. My wife, my wife would be the closest I would think about it. Mm-hmm. And I would probably just help her get to the best situation. Not not like commit a crime with her. You'd Google something. Yeah, I'd probably be like, <laughs> we gotta figure out how to get a lawyer, etc. I wouldn't I wouldn't hide the body with her now. Would you buy acid? What like uh oh to like oh you're saying to disintegrate the body. Disintegrate the body in the bathtub. Yeah. No, that's a crime. No. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't do that. Allie, would you do it for anybody? No. Because you don't want to go down also. No. Would you do it no, for too. Donna? No. <laughs> beat, beat it, kid. Right. Sorry. Same. All right, let's 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 find out how it happened. So this was the hilarity that she had in mind. And so she tells her sister, hey, kill the husband. Come on over. Yeah, you heard correctly. She told her sister she murdered her husband. Sister Helen called another family member. Somebody called 911. And next thing I knew, there was law everywhere. The response was excellent. Kingsport Police State. I love everybody in this story, by the way. Small question. How many wind chimes does she have? (laughs) That seems like an April Fool's Day joke. (laughs) Next thing I know, there was law everywhere. She's surprised by that after she has started a murder rumor. Nobody's getting my jokes. (laughs) Kingsport Police staged outside of Hudson's pastel yellow house, guns drawn as they prepared themselves for a bloody murder scene. And I thought it was somebody, some big man going to come out there. Here comes the woman out in the handcuffs. I think so. I think if you murdered her for the wind chimes, you'd get away with it. No jury would ever convict you, right? It's a plea bargain. Put her in the car, and I thought, well, what in the world she done? But inside, they only found Hudson, and she started to learn the joke might be on her. In April Fool's. April Fool's. The fool was her. <laughs> And she just might agree. Be careful on the April Fool's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> she made it a verb. <laughs> careful they, uh, on your April Fool's jokes. Have another cigarette, ma'am. <laughs> All right, so I guess don't do that. That's the uh, that's the the lesson we've learned here today is. Don't fake a murder like mm-hmm. Mark and Brian did that one time. Okay. All right, let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach here, shall we? Yes! Burritos for everyone! Um, Monday means great news on the program today. We are happy to bring a bright spot to some otherwise bad news days. Also, I have a, a new segment I want to debut, uh, Allie. A couple of things. I'm going to need your help on this specifically. A couple okay. of things uh, occurred to me while I was traveling in Britain. And um, <laughs> it's a new feature called Lady Questions. Oh, okay. I have Lady Questions. All right. Yes. Uh, Jensen, tell me about new on Netflix. Oh, well, I think, as I always said, there's too much TV. I am here at the beginning of the month to tell you things that will be on Netflix that you could highlight right now in your calendar. Oh. Uh, so that, you know, someone is there to curate it for you. Fantastic. Oh, that's good. All right. Coachella tickets, you guys. <gasps> yeah. It's time. It's here. Coachella tickets you can win coming up on this morning's Kevin and Bean Show. Also, how did you get your nickname? I know not everybody, boy. If you get a nick, if somebody gives you a nickname and your group of friends calls you that and you hate it, there's no way to get them to stop. Right. Because as much as it irritates you, they keep get, they keep calling you that. Yeah, my dad in high school was nicknamed Mooch. 
and he hated it. But he ate other people's food, so I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So nicknames on the program as well. And uh, apparently... uh, Beer Mug is doing a radio show now? Beer Mug is on the air here at K-Rock? Uh, maybe. I don't know about radio show, show. but definitely venting uh, about problems in his life okay. over the airwaves. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> and we'll explore that. Plus, Allie's got our very first look at what's happening right after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie, I have no idea what's happening because I haven't been able to hear you for 10 days. What's happening? Well, I'd like to uh, fill you in, you guys. Please. First of all, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It all went down on Friday night. We will be able to see everything on April 27th on HBO, but... Radiohead, Janet Jackson, Stevie Nicks, Def Leppard, The Cure, Roxy Music, and The Zombies all inducted into the radio, radio, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at their annual ceremony in New York City. Stevie Nicks became the first woman in the hall's history to be inducted twice. She was in with Fleetwood Mac in 1998 and then again for her solo work on Friday. David Byrne inducted Radiohead, but only drummer Phil Selway and guitarist Ed O'Brien were there to accept. I'm surprised any of them showed up the way they've been talking. Right. Very, very weird. Whole they've been making situation. it sound like it was a burden. Yeah. Did, did you see the uh, the Stevie Nicks faux pas in her interview with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I did, where she yeah. uh, she mentioned Wrong Harry Styles. Yeah. yeah. She thought he was in, uh, what was it, NSYNC? NSYNC, yeah. She thought Harry Styles was in NSYNC. (laughs) Which is just magic. They've performed together a bunch of times. Multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like her favorite person. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of adorable. Didn't you wonder why he looked so young? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody wound up tweeting over the weekend a picture of Harry Styles and Stevie Nicks. And they said, give us the Harry and Maude remake we demand. (laughs) It disturbed me and delighted me uh, in a lot of ways. Um, Janet Jackson made it clear before the show that she, like Radiohead, wouldn't be performing, only accepting her award. And then at the end of receiving her award, she encouraged the hall to induct more women. Again, it will be on air on HBO April 27th. But I am telling you all this because really, all you need to see is 11 seconds of pure bliss that made the rounds yesterday when Robert Smith and The Cure had to do their red carpet interviews and my God, the excitement of the woman that was interviewing Robert Smith and his most British reaction ever. Take a listen. So nice to meet you. Hi. Congratulations, The Cure, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest interview ever. (laughs) Brilliant. And if you haven't seen it, I, I, please just go find it and watch it because his face, it's just pure Robert Smith. Like he doesn't understand how this woman is so peppy. He's kind of giving her the side eye. And then that response, play it again, Chip. It is just, it is magic. So nice to meet you. Hi. Congratulations, The Cure, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. <laughs> it's not even condescending. No. It's just a fact he saw. It's, it's just <laughs> true. That woman should not be interviewing The Cure. No. That's, wow. a, that's not a good fit. I she, love that so much. She was real happy. Yeah, she was. Yeah. If you watch the whole thing, um, it doesn't get better. Oh, no, I didn't no. know there was more. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you yeah, can he watch run a, away the whole anything. interview. But, yeah, it, it, you never should interview a, a legendary group like 
like The Cure and say that you have listened to them since birth. Just uh, letting them know you guys are super old, but I'm super peppy here. And oh my God, I've loved you since birth. She has a very like millennial interview approach, and yeah. the cure is probably the wrong person to do that with. Maybe yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. is not really the venue for a millennial approach at mm-hmm. interviewing. But hey, hashtag hire Stryker. Yes, he would have yeah. been great. Although or, Stryker said um, that that is his biggest nightmare because he gets so excited about things mm-hmm. that that would happen to him. Hmm. How about like uh, Kurt Loder would have been an appropriate person to conduct that interview? They got to wake him up out the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Many of our listeners are going, what's Kurt Loder? Uh, yeah. He was 100 on MTV. <laughs> he was. He's always been old. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. I don't know. God. I like our striker. I Absolutely. Think I think he'd be wonderful. Pinfield? There's some good guys that could have yeah. been there, yeah. Sure. That would be the longest interview ever if it was Matt Pinfield. <laughs> it's like, when you had your license plate in high school, <laughs> I remember it was 7864. Oh, buddy, calm down. Let him, he let knows him walk by. so much. Yeah. He knows so much. All right, guys. Let's talk some birthdays. Yeah. Matt Lanter, huh? Timeless, 90210. Taryn, kill him. That's it, you guys. There's got to be more. Taryn. I love Taryn. Oh, I thought you said who. I'm like, he's no, no, been no, on I your said, show. Woof, You're not, friends with him. Not a lot of okay. birthdays. No, no. We'll uh, we'll look up some more and, or make some up. Oh. Because I'm good at that. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Guys. 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 Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry to wake you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, I am uh, very excited to announce that Kevin and Bean's April Foolishness 2019, our 11th annual, is on sale now. Our good friend, good friend Ray Romano is back on the bill. Jamie Lee, who I'm very excited about because I love her so much on Crashing. Our friend Eddie If, Greg Fitzsimmons, Felipe Esparza, Adam Ray. And I think what's really moving tickets right now, Jensen, thanks mm-hmm. to you, and your drop-the-mic credibility is the Kevin and Bean rap battle to the death. Yeah. Um, we don't have time now to get into this, but I am very curious because you have so much experience because of the drop-the-mic show yes. on the TNT and the TBS. You have so much experience taking non-rappers and teaching them how to do the battle rap. Yes, we've taught um, Helen Mirren. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm I very thought you were going to go somewhere else no. with Helen. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's save it for later. But I'm dying to hear your assessment of the challenge ahead of you Dying to try to get am, Kevin. Son, where'd you find this? Just letting you know what it's going to be like. Just drop, yeah, just, just hitting hip hop drops to try to get Kevin and Bead battle yeah. ready. I can't wait to hear what your strategy mm-hmm. is. So, Yikes. all right. Um, I brought home. Uh, What's going the, on? I'm Pringle, looking Pringle? at the newspaper here. <laughs> Did you know that there are they, there are places jerky? <laughs> there are places where they print out the stories on the internet on what? newsprint. Why do they do that? I it's the dumbest thing. It's the I don't know why you would ever want it on paper. Bad. But I uh, brought this uh, in because the while I was gone, the Nicholas Cage story broke, and Ali, I'm certain that Oof. you covered it on your What's Happening. Yes. He uh, was drunk, and he flew to Las Vegas and got married and then changed his mind and, and asked for an annulment four days later, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what would, the story was just that, just that he was drunk and it just sounded like a fun idea at the time? Or we didn't even hear drunk yet. We didn't hear drunk yet. That's a, oh. a story today yeah. that there's an actual, like, they released a statement on what it was. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, he, he was, he didn't understand, quote, the full nature and extent 
This was his uh, fourth marriage, by the way, in mm-hmm. case you were wondering. Uh, getting your fourth marriage annulled four days after a quickfire Las Vegas reading would give most of us pause for thought, but for Nicolas Cage, it's just another day. The Hollywood A-lister is as well-known these days for his roller coaster personal life and lavish spending as his big-screen performances, which can veer from brilliant to baffling in the course of a single scene. <laughs> that is well put. What is it? What is it? What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! There's your Academy Award winner, Nicholas Cage, right there. This is a man who tripped out on magic mushrooms with his pet cat, has bought two castles and a dinosaur skull, mm-hmm. eats animals according to their mating habits, mm-hmm. was stalked by a mime artist, and has arranged to be buried under a nine foot pyramid in a New Orleans graveyard. That's high praise. <laughs> uh, after a year of dating, he and makeup artist Erica Quickie, 34, walked into the Sin City Courthouse last Saturday to apply for a marriage license. Cage, apparently drunk, gave the straightforward process a trademark twist by telling onlookers his bride-to-be would take all his money and that her boyfriend was a drug dealer. <laughs> this is oh. what he's saying to people at the chapel as he's preparing to get married. <laughs> Whoa. He was adamant he wouldn't go through with the wedding, but they were married later that day. Four days on, Cage was back in the same courtroom asking to have the marriage annulled. Documents claim he accepted Erica's suggestion to get married, but was too intoxicated to recognize or understand the full impact of his actions. Now listen to this. He said Erica had not revealed the full extent of her criminal past, (laughs) details of which have yet to emerge, and the full nature and extent of her relationship with another person. It is not clear if the pair is still in a relationship. So... He's claiming annulment based on drunk, though, not based on fraud. Like because you can you can actually dissolve a marriage if you find out this person did time in prison for murder and they never told you or yeah. something like that. Like a right? lie, yeah. What a mess, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if they are still together, she will struggle to match the bond Cage had with his cat, Lewis. In one of the more startling revelations ever uttered by a Hollywood star, Cage told how they shared a psychedelic experience after devouring a bag of magic mushrooms. So he got high. I guess you don't get high with the mushrooms, but he 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 tripped tripped out with his cat. (gasps) Cage said he ate them voraciously. It was like catnip to him, so I thought, what the heck? I'd better do it with him. I remember lying in my bed for hours, and Lewis was on the bed across from the bed for me for hours. We were staring at each other, not moving. But he would stare at me, and I had no doubt that he was my brother. (laughs) (laughs) He's so cool. The same year, Cage again raised eyebrows after revealing that he only eats animals <clears throat> that mate in a dignified manner. Now, when I mentioned that oh. in the headline, Jensen, you, uh, mm-hmm, if you've heard this before? I have. He he is uh, very strange <clears throat> with his eating habits in general, but this is by far the most uh, I actually choose the way I eat according to the way animals have sex. I think fish are very dignified with their sex. So are birds. But pigs, not so much, so I don't eat pig meat and things like that. I eat fish and fowl. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a weird distinction to draw, is the way they bone is how you decide right. on which ones you're going to eat. He is not eating rabbit. It's <laughs> not at all. No. Uh, did I mention that it was his fourth marriage in Las Vegas mm-hmm. last weekend? Yeah. Did we remember that his first marriage was to actress Patricia Arquette? 
What? That lasted just ten, another fellow Oscar winner, by the way. That lasted just 10 months. He proposed hours after meeting her, but she declined, but then sent Cage on a scavenger hunt of unlikely objects before we, she, she would accept his proposal. <laughs> yeah, I'll marry you, Nick Cage, but I need you to go find me these things. On the list was a wedding dress from the Lisu tribe of Southeast Asia, a black orchid, and even the autograph of famously reclusive author J.D. Salinger. And he was able to get all those things to marry her? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I wow. mean, he does deserve it. I mean, why didn't she just say no? Why did she then <laughs> make up an impossible task for him? Guys, this article is all on one person. This yeah. isn't the weirdest things that have ever happened. Did uh, you, this is all Nick Cage. Did you know, I do know that he once went to jail and was bailed out by Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> that, <laughs> which, that's not even here. That sounds fake, but it is a real true story about Nick Cage. Wow. After a brief split with Patricia Arquette, they eventually married in March of 1995 in a wedding ceremony that included Otters as witnesses. What is going on? <laughs> awesome. He's like a walking mad lib. <laughs> Otters, you guys. But they broke up for good in January of 1996, divorced in 2000. He was then married to Lisa Marie Presley for 107 days before filing for divorce in November 22. Some claimed his fascination with her father, Elvis Presley, sparked his interest in her. He had a huge collection of Elvis memorabilia, including the King's 1959 cataract Eldorado. Then he was married uh, to his most successful marriage, an actress named Alice Kim. They were married, I think, for 12 years, I want to say. That's the one he had the son with named Cal L after Superman's real name on on, uh, Krypton. Yeah, and he also has like one of the world, used to have one of the world's biggest comic book collections. So he's also like a diehard comic He paid 100,000 pounds, so that's 100 and something thousand dollars for the first ever Superman comic book, which was later stolen from his home (laughs) after eventually being recovered. And then eventually he sold it for more than $1.7 million. That was a pretty good investment, by the way. Yeah. Uh, as he collected uh, wives, he also amassed a huge portfolio of property bankrolled by his box office hits, which included 15 residents, including a $25 million waterfront home in Newport Beach, California, a $3 million mansion in New Orleans, which Cage claimed was the most haunted house in America, <laughs> two European castles, which he never lived in, by the way. Uh, he's also paid $300,000 for a pet octopus yes that is that's what? the one i always remember he is so much money on an octopus he had an octopus yeah wow. another two and a half million dollars went on an island in the bahamas and in 2007 he spent more than three hundred thousand dollars on a 70 million year old tyrannosaurus rex skull yes who, who buys their own t-rex skull i mean cage developed his own acting discipline dubbed nouveau shamanic which is probably not pronounced right, probably Shamanic, which he uses to get into the heads of his characters. When preparing for his 2007 superhero movie Ghost Rider, Cage donned face paint and a costume composed of Egyptian artifacts to evoke the feeling of being an extra-dimensional uh, spirit. Yeah, this is a dude who had teeth removed for one of his roles. This is yeah. a, a guy who ate a live cockroach in the middle of a movie. He certainly did. Yeah. He turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix. He turned down the role of Viggo Mor- that Viggo Mortensen took in Peter Jackson's uh, Lord of the Rings. And, of course, he was all set to play the Man of Steel in Superman Lives, which, by the way, let him do it. Yeah, please. And <laughs> let, no him play. let him improv. <laughs> let, him, let him improv yeah, Superman. The whole thing. Nicholas Cage is a goddamn national treasure, isn't he? Well, that's who a, wouldn't want to be pun. married to this guy? 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Monday morning. I think you know what that means. We turn down the bad news for a minute and turn up the great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. All right, Allie, cheer us up. You're up first. Uh, do you guys have a bucket list of things you want to do before you go? Um, I don't have a formal one where I have stuff written down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm always keeping things in the back of my mind that I'd like to do, quote unquote, one day. Sure. I've got a couple. Yeah. I want to run a marathon. I want to learn how to jump over my own leg, that dance, you know? (laughs) Well, sure. Yeah, that's those are the two things. Well, that would be number one, I'd assume. Well, marathon than that. Okay, got it. Well, this story is about a golden retriever named Finn, who was one very well loved pooch. And you guys know how I feel about golden retrievers. They're my favorite. I'm already sad hearing this story because I feel like if if Finn has a bucket list, it means he's old and sick. Well, The very good boy, Finn, developed terminal cancer last May. And when his owners, Cynthia and Robert, found out, they decided to create a bucket list to make the most of his final days. So over those months, he enjoyed trips in hot air balloons. He went apple picking. He went on a tour around a local fire station. He got to ride in a police car. He ate steak at a big picnic with some of his best friends. And... He got to go on TV, and there are pictures that go along with all of these, and Finn could not be happier what doing if I like my dog's butt. Okay, again, uh, Jensen, <laughs> not the time. Not didn't the say time. That, no. Finn has passed away, but there was uh, one. Why? Oh, come on. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why would you bring us a dead dog that story? That seems like bad news. Because there was one thing. <laughs> left that they wanted to do and that was Keep him alive forever <laughs> no good god they wanted to create a book and show everybody uh, a book does the book bring him back to life here's the thing uh, what this book is going to do it's going to uh show finn's bucket list adventures uh, live on for generations but it's also going to open up the conversation and teach kids about dead pet dogs. cancer pet loss grief mm. 
all of that. Hail Satan. So they have a project where they're raising money on a GoFundMe page. They've got all the pictures, everything to Are put together. Are there dogs up in this house? <laughs> for Finn's bucket list book, you guys. And it's beautiful, and I just want this book because it's, it's one of the worst things you could ever experience is losing, losing your pet. pet. You know yeah. what I want more than the book? What? <laughs> that dog to be alive. Well, I do unfortunately, too. that's what happens. And It's too late for Finn, though, isn't it? Teaching, so the rest of us could have a good time. Uh, teaching God. kids about death usually comes with a pet dying, so this would ease you into it, and I think it's a beautiful idea. Rest in peace, Finn. That's my great news. Why can't people marry dogs? Agree. Cancelled. <laughs> all right. Uh, now that we're all sad, Jensen, what do you have for us? There was a dog named Finn. Oh, no. <laughs> it's that time of the year once again where college students from around the United States gravitate to places like Miami Beach or Ensenada or Cancun to do terrible, terrible things for a ritual called spring break. Mm -hmm. College students find themselves... Uh, doing jello shots or wet t-shirt contests sure. or participating in all-out debauchery. But not 19-year-old Joshua Caraway of Atlanta. No, no. He spent his spring break picking up trash left behind by cool kids on the beach. Over the course of just one Saturday afternoon, he filled up three huge trash bags. You see, he did go to South Florida with his friends, but the biology major found himself looking for something a little more important to do. And even though he was unsuccessful trying to convince any of his friends to join him, he did catch the eye of Major Paul Acosta from the Miami Beach Police Department. When Acosta posted pics of Caraway picking up trash with the words, I asked why he was doing it. He says he loves animals and wants to take care of their home and ours. It went completely viral, and people showed up in droves to join him and help keep the beach clean. So now they've actually started to set up spring break beach cleanings so that you're not just doing garbage things when you're sitting around the beach. You're picking up your trash after yourself. Okay. All because of this guy. Sweet. Yeah. There's no dead dog in that story. Did no. he have any of the sex on he, spring break? You know what? I got a feeling the biology major, Joshua Caraway, did not. Okay. Well, he did, he did a lot of good much stuff. Better. Yeah. Took care of the beaches. And <laughs> what a dork. He's not a dork. He's a sweet boy. That's a great story, actually. That's very cool. Uh, and you see those people who jog or walk every day, and they just make it a part of their regular routine to also pick up trash along the way just to do their tiny little part, just yeah, to help. even so, if you just pick up a couple pieces. Yeah, they are better people than we are, certainly. But yes, he's a nerd. And that's my great news! <laughs> Finally, it is almost impossible to keep track of all the natural disasters that are going on uh, in the world right now. You know, climate change and... Uh, and more intense storms and rainy seasons and droughts and all sorts of stuff is going on. I mean, you don't sad. even, uh, there's half, this is half, great, great half the Midwest is underwater right now. Great. You don't even hear about it on the news great anymore. News. Where are we? But the ones that happen overseas in a country like Zimbabwe that most of us couldn't even find on a map, they, get, a dog even, named Finn. <laughs> they get even less attention. There has been a very bad uh, deal in Zimbabwe. They had a uh, was it a, was it a tornado? What did they have out there in Zimbabwe? <laughs> What's your great when news? When does this get happy? <laughs> it was a cyclone. It was a cyclone that hit Zimbabwe, putting much of it underwater. Over seven hundred and fifty people have died in the cyclone already. There, there are towns that are ninety percent missing. Okay, that's how bad this cyclone has been. Mm -hmm. But here's a bright light. Okay. A 71-year-old woman named Plaxidus Dillon is being praised when her story went viral. 
The first thing she did when she heard about the disaster on the radio was start finding people she could help. She has a job where she uh, fixes up old clothes and resells them. And she started giving them away to people who lost everything in their storms, first of all. Then she started helping with the evacuation process to higher ground at the Highlands Presbyterian Church. She's 71 years old. She made multiple trips helping people get their belongings out of the storm-ravaged area and to higher ground by carrying enormous bags of their possessions on her head up and down a mountain to get to higher ground, okay? This is unbelievable. She's 71, so she's already already awesome. Mm -hmm. What really makes this story special for me, though, is that her selflessness caught the attention of the richest man in Zimbabwe who said that he wants to meet her, he wants to buy her a home anywhere she wants in the country and has promised her $1,000 a month for the rest of her life. Wow. That's how, another another year. <laughs> Come on. I got something to put on your head. Come on. Is this, is this marketing for Pet Cemetery? Did we, no. Did we go too far here? This is a very sweet great-grandmother <laughs> who's just out there trying to help. She's not saying, oh, I'm old, take care of me. She's out there going, what can I do for my fellow countrymen who have in m- many cases lost everything? <sighs> and so she's spectacular. And then how about the reward of somebody's going to build her a house? I don't know. He's I a just real, love real it. sugar daddy, this one. <laughs> He's got old person well, fetish. She is kind of hot. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. This is but the it, worst. At least there's no dead dog, and that's my <laughs> Great news. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. So uh, back from uh, vacation, this is Bean speaking. Uh, you know, Kevin and I are contractually obligated to never be on the show at the same time. So mm-hmm. it is the mm-hmm. Kevin or Bean show now, apparently. Sure. At least Kevin seems to think so, because whenever I come back, man, he hightails it. What's that about? But I was in uh, I was in England, and, uh, you know, generally I have a, a pretty good read on people. When you guys say that one thing I'm excellent at is reading the room. Oh, good Lord. If there's one thing I know, it's how to navigate social situations. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm terrified. Uh, that's my, that's really my, my best quality. Well known. Yeah, everyone knows that. Thank you, yes. Or I have Asperger's syndrome and have no idea what I'm supposed to do in any given situation ever. Mm-hmm. So that's why I present, and I'm going to need uh, both of your helps on this, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, as uh, compared to me, uh, relative human uh, behavior experts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A new feature we like to call, Bean Has Questions for the Ladies. Oh, Bean has questions about the ladies. Because he doesn't get them. Crazy. Oh, Bean has questions about the latest. Cause he's so dumb. I can't believe this guy is married. How did he score a wife like Donna? Cause he's so dumb, 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 dumb. Bean has questions about the latest. Thank you. Okay. I'm not sure it had to get quite that personal. All right, so I had two things happened uh, while I was gone. One is uh, I'm on the tube, which is how the Brits refer to their subway. Mm-hmm. And it has always been my feeling that you stand up and give your seat to the lady. If you're on a, a public transportation and you, you see a lady, absolutely 100% an older lady or a pregnant lady mm-hmm. or a lady who has kids or a lady who's struggling with a bunch of bags, you just do the gentlemanly thing and stand up and let them have your seat, okay? Okay. That's how I've always lived. But I'm getting to the point now where 
I am older than a lot of the people that are on the tube. <laughs> and the tube can be very busy mm-hmm. in London. And there were multiple occasions where I found myself having this debate in my head. I would be sitting on a seat on the subway and then somebody would get in and she was a lady, but she was significantly younger than I am. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm asking is, and this is a changing gender roles question, this is a chivalry question, this is, uh, is it an insult at this point to assume that a woman is weaker and needs your help question? All these things are going through my mind. At this point, should I be standing up as the older person and giving a young, healthy person my seat on public transportation? Am I a dick if I don't? Absolutely not. No, like you said, if she's pregnant. Yeah, pregnant, I always give up the seat. Absolutely give up the seat. super olds. Old, give up the seat. If she's got a ton of bags and she's kind of struggling, maybe say, hey, do you want want a seat? You seem to be struggling with your bags. That type of thing. Okay. But uh, younger than you, no. We're fine. I'll throw throw crutches into the mix. Crutches, sure. Any sort of injury or handicap. Wearing a boot. Yes, absolutely. But that's it, man. So you don't expect a man to give up a seat for you anymore, Allie. If you're young and obviously unencumbered and healthy, you're fine to stand even if a man is sitting near you. Uh, Expect it? Absolutely not. If they do, uh, that's lovely. Thank you so much. No need. Why do I feel it? I do feel it's slightly condescending even, but... That's know. what I was worried about because my my initial instinct was to say, I'm a man, she's a woman, therefore I'm going to offer her my help. But then I thought the same thing, which is that's not me treating her as an equal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though it would be a courteous thing, I still wasn't comfortable with my decision to sit there. Like I kind of felt like all eyes were on me like, hey, why aren't you standing up for her? You know what I mean? I don't think you need to stand up for women that are younger than you that can stand. I don't think it's I don't think it's condescending. I wouldn't be offended in any way, shape, or form. I'd thank you and say, "Oh no, no, oldie, you keep your seat." <laughs> and are you the the uh, just as a uh, as a side question? Uh-huh. How about uh, opening doors? Like if you got if you're walking uh, into the bank, and uh, do you expect the man who arrives there to open the door for you? Or I expect anybody Same, to yeah. open a door, man, woman, child anyone. You should leave a door open for someone. That's something that I'm always flabbergasted by when you're behind someone and they let the door close That's on crazy. you. Like, wh- where were you raised? Yeah, if there's an 18-year-old uh, athlete, I still... I, it's not like anything about being chivalry. I just think that's the nice thing to do. Absolutely. Okay. All right, good. I feel good about that. All right. Okay. This is Bean has questions about the ladies, if you're just joining us, by the way. I don't really uh, listen to women. <laughs> Seems like a weird <laughs> thing to say. Weird. <laughs> um, all right, here's the other one. And this one I think I know the answer to, but it's also, please forgive me because it's a little bit more complicated for me to lay out the question. Okay. I had a fine flight over to England, but New Orleans to London uh, going in that direction is about 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And I somehow jacked my back on that plane. I did the best I could to get up and walk around and stood where I could, but my back was killing me by the time I landed, which I guess isn't unusual when you take a super long flight, right? So the next day I got up and I said, the first thing I have to do is find a chiropractor. I really need some help here. And I I just yelped it up and I found the nearest chiropractor and I was lucky enough to be able to get in almost immediately. 45 minutes, we got an appointment before you get in, okay? Wow. So I went down there and the chiropractor was... Priyanka Chopra hot. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Like I walked in and I thought it was a gag. I thought it was early April Fools. I thought I was on a I was on a a hidden camera show. 
because a model answers the door. And I'm thinking, what's happening here? And she was extremely qualified, and she did a phenomenal job on my back. And she's a doctor, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a doctor of chiropractic, yes. They don't but have medical they, degrees, do they? But they, have, they, be, they call themselves doctors. I mean, I think they have something, right? My point is, she wasn't just pretending to do her job. She was very good at her job, and she helped me out a lot. Now, here's my question. And again, I'm not sure how to phrase this. I felt like I should only be thinking in terms of she is a professional who has earned this degree, who should be looked at as a professional, and should only be thought of in terms of a professional. And I felt bad. I was overthinking it, maybe. But I felt like a terrible human that I could not stop thinking about how hot she was. Uh, I don't think that those have to be independent. Mm -hmm. I think that she could be extremely hot to you, but also deserve the job and have went through a lot Mm -hmm. of of education to get there. I agree, but I felt like even me just obsessing over how unbelievably hot she was and trying to think if there's anything I could break or any other injury I could put upon myself to come back. I was thinking that that was somehow me being disrespectful or lessening of her, Mm -hmm. the way I thought about her, and I just was uncomfortable. I'm at the point now where it's the exact opposite of where it was a generation ago, which is the woman only existed for your pleasure so that you could look at her and think how hot she is and nothing else she had to say matters. Those were the good old days, as we refer to them. But now I feel like... It's gotten to the point now I feel bad if I've even considered her looks because they're completely irrelevant to the relationship that I have with her and the, and the, and the, the, the job she's there to do. Well, number one, it depends on where you're going to be setting up this fake injury. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do think that she – this is going to be a real minefield. I do think she knows that she's very attractive and that that would be a somewhat of a marketing tool for her job. I don't think that – I think that people would rather be around attractive people than heinous, ugly people. Mm-hmm. And you know that when getting into a profession. So I don't think finding her attractive would be uh, an opposite of, of thinking she's doing a good job. Does a part of you think that an uglier chiropractor would have done a better job? Not at all. Okay. I have- no qualms whatsoever about her professionalism. And I want to also say, I also want to say this, that I in no way whatsoever made any kind of a comment about how young she was or how pretty she was. Of course you didn't. You're not a monster. No, I just want you to know because, because I'm telling you that I thought she was so attractive. I don't want you to think that, I mean, it was just, it was all, this was all going on in my head. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I handled it completely professionally. And at one point, I did say, do you offer any other services? No, you no, didn't. You didn't. <laughs> okay, I didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> Good God. Why didn't The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. All right, Jensen, you have discovered yeah. and have said often on this program that there's too much TV. And there is. I know it's a truth. Everyone knows it. There's mm-hmm. too much television. Yeah, you can't watch even the great stuff that's yeah. out there. You can't possibly keep up with it all, which is why I don't understand how people like Dave still carve out time for the freaking Real Housewives it's when so you think dumb. about all the shows that are so great that you can't see. There's things out there winning Pulitzers and you're watching garbage. Yes. So now you're saying you're taking it even a step further and you're saying just one streaming service has so much that it's impossible to get your head around what to watch. It's almost comical how much Netflix puts out per month. So what I've done is I've went through their entire schedule of the month and I've picked out things that I think you should be into. These things are new on Netflix, so the feature's called New Flicks. It's New Flicks. It's New Flicks. What's new on Netflix? We're calling it New Flicks. Cause we took the T out and we put the 
Netflix, not Netflix. Now let's see what's new on Netflix. It's new flicks. Boy genius. Netflix. Okay. Uh, first up, tomorrow we have a brand new stand-up special debuting exclusively on Netflix from Kevin Hart called Irresponsible. It's his first on the streaming service, who most likely paid him a number that would make us nauseous. And it's taped at his sold-out O2 Arena show in London, where he draws on his own life experiences, like his divorce and mm-hmm. the scandal that ca- got him caught cheating last mm-hmm. year. Uh, let's listen to a small preview. Well, marriage number two. In my first marriage, I chose to leave. That's not f***ing up. That's me moving on. Now, this time, up. This, this was up. Yes. I had to take my son's phone from him, which is the worst things you can do to a child. As soon as I took his phone, he immediately turned into a crackhead. He said, come on, daddy, don't do me like that. He started moving them, don't do me like that, daddy. Listen, I didn't pick bad clips. Those were the only ones that were there. Wow. Okay. But, but it's a Kevin Hart special, so I think people will be into it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, know. he's the one of, you could argue, the most popular comedian in the world. I mean, he's the only one I know that plays stadiums. Yeah, so, or the yeah, O2. Yeah, he's, I'm sure it's worth uh, worth checking out. He is hilarious. Then Thursday, the buzzworthy Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch reboot, will start its second season. Bean, you are a huge fan, correct? I am. I love it so much. Uh, Sabrina is now caught in a love triangle with a sexy warlock, Nicholas Scratch, and salt-of-the-earth mortal Harvey Kinkle. All the while, the Dark Lord, Madam Satan, and Father Blackwood... I love the idea. I've never seen this, and this sounds insane. Uh, (laughs) Continue to threaten and cause chaos in the town of Greendale. It's supposedly uh, supposedly gloomier and doomier than ever. Bean, how do you sell this to people? Is this something that anyone could walk into? Yeah, absolutely. And it it has almost, I mean, it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the Archie comics. And it has no relation whatsoever to the kind of fun show that we saw back in the With the talking cat. Yeah, yeah. This is a, they're very much a darker version of it. But yeah, I think it's very current. Well, beyond those, which are ones you should know about, I want to get you into some that may be hiding on that home screen, which one is Unicorn Store. Either of you heard of it? <laughs> no. It's real. It's a I'm Netflix. dying to know where I can buy a unicorn, though. <laughs> well, a Netflix original will debut Friday, which might get lost in the batch if it wasn't for the first director, uh, her first time attached, Brie Larson. Oh. oh, it's starring Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, and Joan Cusack. And this movie tells the story of an art school dropout who gets a chance to fulfill her lifelong dream of adopting a unicorn. Oh, I support it. It sounds weird, but here's the clip. Feeling like a failure. Well, life passed you by. I can't take any more rejection. Honey, you remember Kevin? Wow, Kit, you look just the same. So what's your plan now that you've been kicked out of school? I've taken a temporary position at a public relations firm. Did you always know this is what you wanted to do? Or did you want to do another thing first? Like, did I dream of figure skating, but my parents wouldn't pay for the lessons? You don't want to be a temp forever, do you? Behold, we sell what you need. Unicorns? That was the only thing I ever wanted. If I have one brought here, I have to know that you're for real. (sighs) She gets a unicorn. Was that Sam Jackson, by the way? It, it just was. Sounded like that. No, that was Sam Jackson. Oh, okay. I'd like the idea that Brie Larson would bring in a Sam Jackson impersonator, though. Yep. <laughs> and now in the same vein as Bandersnatch, uh, the choose-your-own-adventure format, they're doing it again at Netflix. Uh, they'll release something called You Versus the Wild on April 10th. It's an mm-hmm. interactive spinoff of Bear Grylls' Man Versus Wild. It stars Grylls in a variety of survival scenarios, and viewers get to pick his moves. You'll decide if he survives or if he has some real horrific conclusions. Uh, let's listen to that. It's a bad situation here. Do I go up and face the mountain lion? Or do I take my chances with the abyss? My adventure is up to you. 
It's a bold choice. I'm Bear Grylls, and I've spent my life showing you how to survive in some of the world's toughest terrains. Together, you and I are going to find our way back to civilization. I mean, would you care at all? I would make him go to the mountain lion, and I also want him drinking pee again. <laughs> I need it. What if every choice you got to pick, drink pee? Every single one. Go to mountain lion, <laughs> climb downhill, or drink pee. Drink pee every time. Uh, uh, I think that might be interesting. I mean, I guess he had to film every possibility, He right? did. He sure. did. It's a one-watcher, right? One-watch. Yeah. yeah. He is, uh, I think he's fascinating, though. I he think is. he makes good TV. Mm-hmm. I might check that out. He's yeah. very fun. Uh, some quick ones. April 26th, the makers of Chef's Table is are making a, a show called Street Food, which sounds incredible. It's just going to nine different Asian countries in the first season, nine episodes. Um, they just go figure out all the street vendors, and the only person so far they've revealed is the inclusion of Thai chef Jay Fai, who's the first Bangkok street vendor to ever receive a Michelin star. Oh, my Whoa. gosh. Isn't that incredible? A TV show called No Good Nick, starring Sean Astin and Melissa Joan Hart, about a teenage con artist who ruins a family's life when she pretends to be their distant relative. Uh, and uh, these are some movies that are popping up uh, this this actual right, month. Kind of out of time. Here, All right, so the underappreciated the animated classic Monster House, Pineapple Express, 1967's Bonnie and Clyde, Deliverance, Snatch, and Burning, a movie from last year I wasn't able to see, but everyone loves, and that is what's new on Netflix. So we call it Newflix. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Allie, I'm going to leave it up to you to fill those five minutes with something wonderful. Well, I would love to, if you like Kanye West. So remember prior to the Coachella lineup, everybody thought Kanye was going to be one of the headliners. And then it turned out, oh, he wanted to build this huge stage and they couldn't accommodate him. So he wasn't going to be at Coachella. Remember all of that? Sure. Well, turns out that this year, Kanye West will be there on Easter Sunday, April 21st. He is bringing his um, weekly performance that he does, his Sunday series called Sunday Service. He is bringing that to Coachella on Easter Sunday. He's going to do. This is fame, bro. He's going to do a 9 a.m. set. What? Bro. What do you think about that? I I have seen videos of what Mm -hmm. he's been doing. I assume it's in like his Calabasas backyard. That's what I was. It does. He's in a field somewhere. Yeah, he's in a Uh field. And every time I'm like, this seems very cool. This yeah. seems like the right Kanye West. Yeah. This is not the one we hope doesn't show up. And every this week they did Otis Live, I mm-hmm. saw. Uh, it seems great. It's a full choir. Full choir. He's yeah. had everyone from Kid Cudi to uh, Katy Perry yeah. out there. So yeah. 
It could be really interesting debuting some new music possibly at the Sunday service on April 21st. So you guys with first weekend tickets, uh, suckers, right? Who's with and me? And by the way, mm-hmm. in all fairness, uh-huh. Kanye West gets it. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's the endorsement he was looking for. Absolutely. Uh, well, if maybe Kanye's not your thing, what about another up-and-coming rapper? Elon Musk. Mm. What is happening with Elon Musk? Nope. Tesla CEO released a rap song paying tribute to, <laughs> why so soon, Harambe, that gorilla <laughs> that was killed in 2016. He, after just, a, he just found Reddit. After <laughs> he just found it. This I week. mean, what what is happening with Elon Musk? Guys, imagine if this were one of the Google guys or Zuckerberg Steve or Jobs. Bill Gates or yeah, yeah right. one of those guys came out with a rap song. Yeah. yeah. Just so everybody is clear, it's a auto-tune, nearly two-minute track titled R.I.P. Harambe. Do you want a um, a little taste of it? I mean, I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> I, I think it's queued up. Uh-huh. I think that it's potted. I yeah. think that you're going to point to Chip, and the uh-huh. Chip's going to hit the space bar, and then it's going to play even if I say no. R.I.P. Harambe, sipping on some Bombay, we on our way to So strong, yeah. and gorilla zoo, and we thinking about you. All we ever do, thinking about you. We back at the zoo, man, thinking about you, man. Where my girl is at? Oh, we okay. miss you. Okay. We really, really miss why, you. guys? We why? Really miss you. It's 2016. Do you guys? That can't. That's awful. real, right? That's yes. real. Do you think, like, Thomas Edison would be doing that right now if, like, he was around? No, but let's try to put our, ourselves in the mind of Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I know that's tough. And they're, you know, obviously the guy is a genius in some ways. I mean, he sent one of his cars into space. I mean, the guy does some cool stuff. But what could have led to this decision? Weed? And why doesn't Weed. he have people around him saying, no, Weed you can't this. do that? I guarantee you. I, I'm, I am, I'm a fan I of marijuana. I a lot of weed. But, and I never said, you know what the world needs? <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe. I they need that rap. Everyone reacts different to weed. I feel that Elon Musk was such like a nerdy kid. And then he was like, weed's cool when he's like 39. Oh, and this is what you so get. So we should blame Joe Rogan for this. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so. That, uh... That is something. Yeah, it was released Saturday on SoundCloud under the music label Emo G Records. I, and and I by can't. the way, if your least favorite YouTube star had mm-hmm. put this out, you would not stop laughing at how terrible it was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is one of the richest men in the world who's considered a visionary. Yeah. Who we hope will like cure cancer. Yes. If you have a Tesla, do you bring it back? Yes. You crash like, like, it. You know what? Can't. Crash it. Just Consider it? it a loss. Okay. Leave it's it on time. the side of the road. <laughs> Walk away yeah. from it. Make Bean think the rapture happened. <laughs> crash, crash into the side of a building. Walk away from it. Let it smoke and fire. This is insane, you guys. So stupid. Is. He's it so is. lame. What a lame He does so much cool stuff. <laughs> he builds a tunnel under Los Angeles. He builds a car that doesn't need gas. And then uh-huh. he does lame-o... Ugh. And by the way, you're running a multi-million dollar company where you have a board and you have investors. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have all sorts of other people that are affected by worrying about your mental health. Yeah. yeah. Lamo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smoking on some strong hay in the Gorilla Zoo and we thinking about you is uh, just 
one of the lyrics. He's a stanky ass white man. He is something. Some birthdays for you. We've got Matt Lanter from Timeless 90210, Taryn Killam, WWE's Randy Orton, MSNBC's Rachel Maddow, and, oh, we love her. Mostly Bean, Susan Boyle. <laughs> right? Right. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. One of the most exciting times of the year here at the world-famous K-Rock when it gets to be Coachella time. How many, uh, forgive me for throwing this on you guys, but how, how many years into Coachella are we now? 76. Is it like 25 mm-hmm. years uh, or something like 74. that? $1. 24. <laughs> Over. I just, I can't remember a time before we looked forward to this every April. And sure, you know about the Kid Cuddies of the world and the Weezers of the world and the 1975s and the Diplos and all the bands you've heard of. What about the bands in the small print in Coachella. That's what we're talking about right now as we uh, uh, prepare to give away a pair of sold-out passes for Weekend One, plus exclusive access to the K-Rock Coachella house and a set of TCL Bluetooth headphones. This game is called Fake Band Real Band. Fake Band Real Band Fake Band Real Band Pick the real one I don't think that you can if you do, you'll strike gold. But if you don't, you're just an That's the attitude. 20 years it's been, Allie, for Coachella. 1999 was the first year, the research department now tells us. We have a research department? Apparently, too. <laughs> Apparently, Dave has the internet now. Yeah. Um, contestants are on the line. How's this one go? I'm going to give you three bands. You just have to tell me which is the real band playing at Coachella this year. Well, that sounds relatively simple. It really does. Things you made up, crap you made up? I mean, why don't you listen and find out? But the answer is yes. (laughs) All right, we'll take them in order, and we'll start with Santa Ana's Madison up first. She is on line one. Madison is a beautiful name, by the way. How are you, Maddie? What's going on? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? You just said Madison's a beautiful name. How you doing, Maddie? They're both beautiful. Why'd you I, shorten it then? I just, I like them both. I, yeah, that's all. Look, I'm very busy, Madison. I've got a lot going on right now. All right, listen listen very carefully. Here's Allie. You have to determine which is the real band out of these three playing Coachella this year. Is the real band Camel Fat, Rhino Hat, or Climate Map? Oh, jeez. Oh. Rhino hat? No, I'm sorry. It's camel fat. <laughs> Obviously, it's camel fat, Madison. Come on. Oh, Thank you for playing. I'm really oh. looking forward to buying some camel fat merch. Are you? Yeah. And by the way, it's all one word, and it's PH right, for right. camel fat. I thought nothing less. I love it. Let's go to Jessica. She's in Chino up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Jessica. Hi. Hi, Jessica. Which is the real band? Is it... Nueve Gatos, Ocho Ojos, or Siete Abogados? Oh, I believe I missed that. Could you repeat them one more time? Can I repeat them one more time? Sure. Nueve Gatos, or or Ocho Ojos, or Siete Abogados? (laughs) I missed it all. Okay. Okay. That's Thank you for playing. Which what is if the real she's one, like, Allie? She's like, they all sound like Spanish. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it is Ocho Ojos. Oh, eight, eight eyes, eight. right? Very good, Bean. Okay. All right. Uh, Jessica's a no. Let's try Brian Moreno Valley up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Trying to put you in the drawing to win the tickets for Coachella. All right, let's get this. Hey, Brian, how have you been doing? 
I'm tired. Took my kid to school. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, is the real band Newman from Seinfeld, Norm from Cheers, or Ross from Friends? Oh, man. I'm going to go Ross from Friends. And you yeah! went right, Brian. Excellent. Oh! All right. You're in the drawing. Excellent Congratulations. job. All he wants to do is go back to sleep, by the way. He got up, took his kids to school. He's just heading for bed. All right. Brian's in the drawing. Let's see what we can do with Holly. She's up next. Simi Valley, line four on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Holly. Is the real band playing at Coachella the ingrown hairs, razor bumps, or the sensitive skins? Oh, God. Um, Razor bumps? It yes. is razor bumps. Run a roll. Run a roll. roll. Good job, Holly. Row. That's fantastic. By the way, a lot of bands have really dumb names. That's mm-hmm. true. And They're I dumb. guess it's just it's the hardest decision you'll ever make with a group is what are you going to call them? No matter what it is, it's going to sound dumb, right? Absolutely. All right. Let's try Yanni, L.A. Yanni, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? I Good. don't know. I, get I you, heard get you. Laurel. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> we, How uh, sick of that are you, Yanni? Yes. He must hate it. <laughs> All right, we're going to get you qualified for Coachella tickets if you can get past Allie. Which is the real band? Which are the fake bands? Is it Still Woozy, Mama's a Floozy, or Grab a Koozie? Wait, what was the first one? Still Woozy? Yeah, it's the first one, Still Woozy. Okay, Still Woozy. Way to go, Yanni. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Three in a row. All right. Let's do one more, you guys. Let's get one more person qualified. Let's make it Kenzie Palace first. Kenzie, how are you? Wow. Hey, wow. How are you, Kenzie? Very excited. <laughs> Excellent. Is the real band Squirrel Girl, Buff Babies, or Rat Boy? Uh, I'm going to go Rat Boy. You would be correct, yes. Rat Boy. Really yes. good. Excellent. I, but, I am, but I am starting a band called Buff Babies. Buff you Babies should. Yeah. really rules. Was that just a total guess, or do you know Rat Boy? Not, but I don't know. It's got feeling. <laughs> okay. Very impressive. I got to tell you, I, I'm very impressed. All right. Brian and Holly, Yanni and Kenzie are all in the drawing. Only one this time around will win the tickets for Coachella. We're talking about sold out three-day sold out three day passes for Weekend One, plus exclusive access to the Kira Coachella House, about which you will be hearing more as the days come closer, and a set of phenomenal TCL Bluetooth, head, Bluetooth headphones. Who's still picking our winner here? The winner, is, the winner is Kenzie. Yeah! Excellent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, indeed. Kenzie, we'll see you at Coachella. Thanks for playing Fake Band Real Band. Oh, my God. Fake Band Real Band. Fake Band Real Band. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Allie, can you read that on the air? I think that's very good advice for our listeners today. My friend uh, Gregory, who is a gay man, tweeted out to people in the closet... Maybe wait until the second to come out to your parents. It's <laughs> really good advice, Gregory Earlt. You're a wonderful man, and I love you. I bet there have been situations where you really have tried to convince somebody of something. But because it was April Fool's Day, you couldn't get away with it. Right. Because they wouldn't believe you. Right. Uh, it is that time of year, and I want to announce again, if you missed it, that Friday is when the tickets went on sale for the 11th annual Kevin and Bean April Foolishness concert. We are once again so proud to be working with some of our very favorite comedians. Ray Romano, Jamie Lee is new to the bill this year. Our old friend Eddie If, Greg Fitzsimmons in his tiny hat. Uh, Felipe <laughs> Esparza, Adam Ray. And Jensen, briefly, how do you uh, how do you foresee the Kevin and Bean rap battle to the death going on? I think it's going to be better than everyone is expecting. Mm-hmm. I, even this weekend, someone had talked to me about it at the Dodger game. Said, "Oh, this is going to be a car wreck." I said, "I don't think it's going to be. I think we're going to be good." 
And you're he basing that on himself. what? Because I feel like, at least in your case, and we mm-hmm. told Kevin to his face, we think Bean is going to win. I, I think Kevin's way, way better at this than I will be. I think I Kevin's really going to really practice, too. Which is, yeah. it, I think practicing is going to be key, and you're going to have me doing it as a, as a temp. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. hear that as a, a scratch vocal. So right. if you learn okay. me doing it, you'll be fine. Well, it's a one and only time where Kevin and Bean will battle rap against each other in the style of the Drop the Mic show on TNT. Yes. So you definitely want to be there. That is just part of the entertainment that night. Tickets are on sale right now through AXS.com. It will be a great time, and it will sell out. And it's coming up on the Friday, the 26th of April. Hey, uh, Dave, King of Mexico, I want you to come in for this uh, next segment. Uh, you guys got to talking. Was it because money was in that you guys got to talking about nicknames last week? I believe that's. Where I it believe started. that's yeah. what it was, but um, this idea came to us from you know how we do um, that reached across to the seniors in the world, like we have older people come in and intern. <laughs> so we have this guy named Ruben, who's what is he seventy six? I, I think he stopped counting because it yeah. gets too long. So yeah. Ruben is the one that came up with this. God bless him. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm just glad his brain is still functioning at his age. It's amazing. You know, he missed a day last week because he's a great grandfather now. Right. Our intern. And also, yeah. he never comes in the studio anymore because his walker's too big for the yeah. door. <laughs> we put the little tennis balls on the bottom, thinking that would help. It didn't. No. By the way, for folks who haven't met uh, Ruben, he's like 30. Okay, <laughs> but it's just it fascinates us that he's an intern. So we started talking about nicknames, and uh, first of all, before I talk about me being called Bean my entire life, Jensen, have you ever had a nickname? No one has ever nicknamed me that is so interesting i kind of have it like i have a name that sounds like a last name which a lot of people assume is my last name Mm -hmm. but it it, i think people just have been fine my mom says gents but that's an abbreviation yeah yeah yeah. how about you Allie? um in college i was it was like rough riders and i was like (laughs) mount up what your nickname was rough rider no it wasn't (laughs) you said it was you told me it was throaty is that not true Well, you were throaty. Um, I I love the snort. I became Bean, and I wish we're going to be taking your calls on this with the uh, nicknames. If you have interesting stories or interesting nicknames, in particular, if you have nicknames you hate, any any variation of those, we want to hear from you at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. I wish I had a great a reason, a great story as to why I am called Bean. Of course, I have no memory of it because you know I lost my memory. But my parents tell me that it was because of two things. One is because my real my given name is Gene, and it's not uncommon for somebody to have a nickname that rhymes with their real name. And the other reason is just because I was always so darn tall. I mean, I, you know, I was like 6'1 in Little League, and parents used to complain that I couldn't possibly be 12 to play on those teams, you know? So they, I think it was because of String Bean, maybe, mm-hmm. something like that, or Jack and the Beanstalk or something like that. So oh, they yeah. started calling me Bean when I was, you know, six, seven years old. So it's not a radio name for me. It's a lifelong nickname. Okay. Now, how about you, Dave, the King of Mexico? That's an unusual name. Yeah, well, remember, I had two nicknames here. Uh, first, it was Half Salad. You were which, Half Salad. Uh, you guys mocked me because the first time I went to lunch with you guys, I ordered a Half Salad because mm-hmm. this little intern couldn't afford lunch, and that's all I could get. But I didn't know the guys were going to pay. And then the second one is uh, King of Mexico, which you know me as now, where Jimmy Kimmel uh, gave me that name because I failed Spanish in high school. <laughs> I thought it was very funny that I did not speak Spanish. So he goes, what are you, the King of Mexico? And that stuck, and here I am. Huh. It did stick. And I, and I remember that around that time, we were so amazed because even more than now, you speak English as it's a second language. And <laughs> it's such a surprise. Trying, as you, you're trying to figure out your first. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, and I think that was everybody's surprise, which is, 
you know, you, I think your rebuttal to, hey, you don't speak Spanish was, well, you don't speak Spanish either. And then Jimmy <laughs> said, well, I'm not the king of Mexico. <laughs> so a very appropriate nickname for yeah, you. Yeah, so it's perfect for me. Uh, 1-800-520-1067 will take your calls. Beer Mug, of course, is named to be, his real name is Johnny, but he is named Beer Mug because he has a tattoo of a beer mug on his foot. We got a tweet from Jason Johnson that said his nickname growing up was Sugar Free because he's diabetic. Oh. He says he's, he's 42 and still called Sugar Free. In fact, that's his at name on Twitter, Sugar Free 1977. By the way, <laughs> that's, a, that's an awesome nickname, too. It really is. Uh, how about you, Chip? A lot of people don't know Chip's not your real name. Yeah, because uh, I, I worked at Disneyland before I came to work here, and in my intern interview, I was actually named by Psycho Mike, Chip, because they were going over my resume, and at the time, that's where I was working. So from day one, I was Chip here, and to the point where it took years for any of you guys to know what my, my real name was. What is it? <laughs> that's true. It's Danielle. What? I know, what? Right? But, everyone, but even outside of K-Rock, everyone calls me Chip now. It's just kind of just yeah, permeating you know, everything. Yeah. You don't look like a Danielle at all, by the way. You're <laughs> totally a Chip. Hey, did you ever, uh, just to mix it up, play Dale? <laughs> or no, are you not allowed to? If you're Chip, you have to be Chip. It's one and the same. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> they don't tell kids this is Chip and this is Dale? They, they just, do. They guess? No, but I'm saying, like, if that's a mess, you're the same height. It doesn't matter. You, you do So what Chip you're saying is you have played Dale? Yes. Because for a minute, I got nervous. <laughs> that changes everything. All also, right. Uh, all right, Dale. Sounds good. <laughs> Let's uh, take some calls. 1-800-520-1067. Let's start with Mark in Long Beach. I'm fascinated to hear the history of this and whether or not it was pre or post entourage. Mark, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, long-time listener. So, yeah, it's actually from entourage. Uh, from I think I was 18, graduating high school, and everyone's like, you're just like Turtle. And I was like, really? I don't think so. And... Years later, I'm still Turtle. Now everybody's calling me Turtle at work. Great. Are you the least talented of your friends? What's the, why, why would you be so much like Turtle? Uh, I drove everywhere. Like I wore the backwards hat initially, and yeah, I'm probably the least talented. Oh, okay. oh turtle, turtle, I think you're great. I think that's awful when you have a nickname you don't like. I hate that. I'm uh, so sorry. I learned to like it. Okay. Yeah, just like t- a turtle. Yeah. yeah. Like a turtle would. <laughs> yeah, a turtle just puts up with anything. Thank you for the call, Turtle. Appreciate it. Wow. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> let's try, let's talk to Rover on line one, shall we, North Hollywood? Formerly known as Raul, now he's Rover. What's that deal? What's up, party people? Good morning. Um, morning. I've been Rover for 25 years. Wow. Where did that? Where does that start? So in junior high, um, one of my best friends he was trying to get my attention, and he was saying my name over and over again, Raul. And if you say Raul over and over again fast, it sounds like a dog barking. And then you got a so, you got a common dog name. Yeah, I, well, he said, wow, your name sounds like a dog barking. We should call you Fido. And I'm like, Fido doesn't sound cool. Try another one. And they said, what about Rover? And I'm like, okay, cool. And I've been Rover ever since. Wow. That's, oh, man. That's a weird conversation. Hey. You never even mentioned how much you'd been drinking. <laughs> no. I, and you know what? I could have easily have been Fido. So thank God I was mm. Rover. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Real coin toss there. Yeah, Rover's better. Thank you for the call. I we mean, appreciate it. Can I just say, along those lines, my Aunt Eileen, I never understood why all my uncles called her Bob. Mm-hmm. And finally they told me, 
and it's nothing bad. I saw Chip's eyes light up. <laughs> when she was young, my uncles would call her a dog, and oh. my grandma would get so mad. They'd be like, you're ugly, you're a dog. And then finally, they just said, you're like Bob Barker. So they just called her Bob, <laughs> so my Grammy wouldn't know they were still essentially calling her a dog. Oh, that's so Isn't sad. Isn't that sick and twisted? My poor Aunt Eileen. Is she still around? Yeah. Do you call her Bob? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're part of the problem, Allie. 1-800-520-1067. What's your unusual nickname? What's the story behind it? And do you hate it? All of those questions will be answered when we get right back to your calls after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking your calls on uh, nicknames here on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. So, Worm, you hang on, and Spud, and all the rest. Let's talk to uh, Vicky now. She's in Long Beach, Line 4. I think we're going to have some fun with Vicky. Welcome to the show, my dear. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. We're talking unusual uh, nicknames, especially if you hate it. What's your situation? So, my maiden name is Gherkin, and I had my one that I don't mind is Gherky, but the one that kind of bugged me was Jerkin my Gherkin. <laughs> so long. Hey there, jerking my gherkin. How are you? <laughs> Not abbreviated yeah. at all. Um, was it? Did you say your maiden name was Gherkin? Yeah, that's not my. I my new actually my new last name is Zuniga. I I, I gotta say it's still an improvement. Well, can you, what, what is it? One more time. My 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 new your, your new last name, name now. Yeah. yeah. Um, the way it's pronounced is Zuniga, but mm. if we're trying, okay, let's uh, like the actress Daphne. Zuniga. Yes. Like okay. the doctor I shouldn't have asked for clarification. No. Thanks, Gurky. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Talking nicknames right now, particularly names you don't like or names you can't believe you got stuck with. Uh, we're getting a bunch of reaction on this. Get right back to your calls. Nate writes in, my nickname is NATO, not for the treaty organization, but because some friends started calling me NATO Kalen during the OJ trial and it stuck. <laughs> That's a lot like Turtle, actually. <laughs> so now he's NATO, yeah. Everybody's got a mooch nickname. Um, my full name is Richard Ramirez. I went to high school in the Valley during the late 80s, and both of us, me and the Night Stalker, got married at about the same time, so my friends started calling me Killer. Oh. So now he's known it. Look, it's not, like, it's not bad enough your name is Richard Ramirez. Now your nickname is Killer? Yeah, but you, I'd rather take the nickname. <laughs> Just call me Killer. No one will know my real yeah, name. Yeah, maybe so. Ramirez, yeah. All right, let's get back to your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Let's talk to uh, Aaron, please. Line one, she is in Corona. Aaron, thank you for listening and for holding on and sharing your story. What's going on? Well, my actual real name is Erendira, and my nickname is Eddie, but it's spelled E-R-I. So you're supposed to roll the R. Like, I'm Mexican, so I guess everybody's supposed to roll the R. Mm -hmm. Um, But in junior high, my friends didn't know that, so they nicknamed me Double D. Unfortunately, I was the most flat-chested out of all of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Ironic name. So, wait, so E-R-I is supposed to sound like Eri? Eddie. 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 But roll Eddie. but roll some R's. Chip roll some R's for me so we can hear that, would you? 
Early. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh-uh. Think I think I nailed it that time. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate the call so much. Let's try Mitch, line three, up next in the Kevin Amin Show. By the way, I like the name Mitch. It's a very manly name. What's going on, Mitch? How you doing? Appreciate that. No, no one else agrees with you. Oh, Mitch um, is cool, dude. <laughs> so my nickname growing up was Sherman. Uh, Sherman from American Pie is a goofy redhead who ends up being probably the nerdiest character, and I, too, ended up being a tall redhead and ended up being the nerdiest character at my high school. So that is my nickname. You, you sound like you're still carrying the scars of that. Yeah, I I am. It's you could you sad. could you could leave it behind at any moment, Mitch. Like no one knows. What do I do? Just tell them. You just tell them. Start everything. calling me Hercules. Yeah, just yeah. Be like, or just be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Stifler now." <laughs> 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 Thank you for the call, Mitch. Appreciate it. Let's try uh, Zolma, Canoga Park, line five. All right, you're starting with Zolma. Where do you go from there, Zolma? Yeah, Bean, it is a name. God. <laughs> All right. What? Uh, so how, how did a nickname develop from that? So, so well, um, well, I totally forgot to mention to the uh, phone screener. Actually, one of the first ones I had was Yoko Zuma because of, you know, Yoko Zuna, the wrestler. Yes, that but would that be a good one. Cool. I like that. I like okay, that. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, it was not good for Google, you know, being told you're a big, fat wrestler. Um, but uh, the one I called about was Umsa. So growing up, I, I, I grew up in the system. So going into um, transitional housing, I was the new girl. And everyone was like, who's the new girl? Who's the new girl? And they're like, I think her name is Zuma. What's her name? Umsa? And they all started laughing and it became a thing amongst them. And then they wouldn't stop calling me. So for years, I've been called Umsa. Zuma, uh, Zuma didn't have it hard enough yet. They had to also give her a nickname. <laughs> this is turning into, I hope, some therapy for the callers. But I'm very sad about a lot of these nicknames. This is I not love the f- my name. You shouldn't be sad. I'm no, sad your name is great, but like Umsa, it sounds like you don't love it. Oh, no, I love Zuma. I can't, no, I like Zuma now. As a kid, I hated it. Okay. There's too many options. All right, very good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. From the 951, Casey writes in, uh, excuse me, Carrie writes in, my nickname is Moosey or Moosehead. I always thought it was because my mom liked moose, but I later found out it was because I was born with my left leg behind my head and doctor said my foot looked like a moose antler. So she became moosey for the rest of her life. There's so many sad origins. Yeah. Really Actually, are. that's a lot better than I was thinking about moosey. Right. Right? Wait. Knuckle, who's with me? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. no, no, no. The no. poor woman was born uh, handicapped. Oh, not her leg was behind her head. She's she limber. Let's go to line eight. Let's say hi to Christy. She's up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Christy, good morning. Good morning. Um, so my nickname was Spud, and it came about because when I was born, my I was bald, and my dad had a coworker that said, well, if you rub some potato skins on her head, she'll grow hair. <laughs> and he said, but then she'd be a Spud head. So my whole life, it was Spud, Spud Boo, Spud Badoo Wawa, Spud Bo, anything my dad could do oh. with Spud. <laughs> I kind of so love Spud. I, I do, too. I know. Well, it's kind of cute. I, it was, but I I made him retire it when I was eighteen, and like sign a letter saying he would no longer. Call me oh, <laughs> Dad! But more importantly, Christy, you grew hair from it, right? 
I grew I grew hair. Well. Um, the funny funny thing is, I hated it growing up. Um, and funny, not funny. My my dad passed away in 2017, and I would give anything to be called Spud Boo again. By oh, him, sure. You, know? you managed to take a so, very funny, sweet story and make us all sad. Thank you, Spud. We appreciate oh, it. You're, you're very welcome. Happy Monday. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's let's do one more and let's make it. So Christy need to hang out and just kill Bean. I love it. I agree. Wow. Uh, Richard in Laguna Niguel will be our final call. He's on line three. Richard. Hey, thanks. Take, take us home. So, so growing up, uh, uh, my mother, when I was born, was wondering, should I name him Russell Muffler? No, Rusty Muffler wouldn't be a good name. Mm-hmm. So instead, she went with Richard and said, and so once I got to high school, my name was Dick Muff. I mean, your name is Dick Muff, though. That is technically your name. Yep. I mean, it's not really even it, a nickname. It It is my actual name, but yep. Well, God bless, because I'm ready to vote Dick Muff 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Allie's here. Time for a final look at what's happening here on a Monday. You guys, the uh, Child's Play remake out June 21st. It's starring Aubrey Plaza and one of our favorites from Atlanta, Brian Tyree Henry. Ooh. Yeah. Aubrey I Plaza. I love both of them. I right? love Aubrey Plaza, too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's going to star as the mother who gives her son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Here's the thing. The gentleman that has voiced Chucky in the original 1988 film and its six sequels will not be voicing the voice of Chucky for this because... They brought in a woman for diversity. Luke Skywalker's going to do it. Okay. Mark Hamill. That's awesome. Right? He's going to voice the killer doll Chucky. He's one of the great voiceover artists in the world. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It was announced Saturday at WonderCon, so all right. I'm in. I'm in anyway. Um, I don't see uh, as many horror movies as y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chucky is which one? There, you mentioned it's a little doll. It's a little redhead just... doll that wears the striped shirt and the overalls. And he comes to life and kills people? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Is this one that needs to be rebooted? I mean, nothing needs to be rebooted, really, but this is, seems fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're, I always we're like, excited. Okay. Yeah, the old movies are very campy. And, yeah. I mean, if they want to step it up and... I mean, because people don't remember it, the TV series movie, wasn't great. Right. But the movie was great. And Amazing. this is by some of the same producers, so mm-hmm. I'm into it. I saw a uh, billboard for Pet Cemetery uh, in Britain last week, mm-hmm. and this really surprised me, and I want to know what you guys think about this. At the top of the billboard, it said, "From the from the writer of it comes Pet Cemetery." Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like thought, you wouldn't know who he was. Yeah, and I thought, isn't hasn't, doesn't Stephen King have maybe the largest footprint of an author ever in yes. terms of pop culture? Yes, in terms of the number of different things that he has written that have become hit movies. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's no one bigger than Stephen King. They didn't even put his name on the poster. No. And I thought, is that just because they think they're going for a young, young audience who doesn't know who Stephen King is, but they saw it a year and a half ago yes. and liked it? They yes. have to. That be. is the 17-year-old yeah. who only plays Fortnite that right. they want to go see a horror movie. They're hoping, oh, I loved it. I'm uh-huh. going to go see this. Isn't no idea crazy? who he is. Like, they don't know. If, for, as far as they're concerned, Pet Cemetery is brand new, and it's his second movie. Yeah. But this guy wrote it, so now you should trust us and go see Pet. I mean, it just struck me as so weird. From the man who brought you Shawshank Redemption. Right? The man that brought you Christine. Yeah. yeah. What do you have to do to get your name on the poster? Oh, man. 
That's really kind of sad, but it, it makes was weird. Total it makes sense. sense to me, sadly. It makes total sense. Yeah. And I will, yeah, I guess that's the marketing, but I will tell you, uh, that movie looks awesome. It, it looks does look awesome. That cemetery looks awesome. Yeah, it looks Every like a fun single spin. time I see that ad, I jump at the same spot. I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I know when she's laying in the bed that she's going to pop back up, but every single time, I'm like, ah! Every time. Right. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Did you know that Stephen King, the guy who wrote the book, wrote uh-huh. other books? What? No. Yeah. Really? I thought Carrie, he just wrote a movie. One movie. Shining. I thought he wrote no, one movie. Got yeah. a lot of them. He wrote Stand It. Stand By Me. Oh, It. That's mm-hmm. him. Okay, yeah. now I got it. That's the guy. Oh, and we talked about this earlier. It is such a bummer about Nipsey Hussle. He was shot and killed yesterday. Just 33 years old. This happened outside of his Marathon clothing store in South Los Angeles. The suspect remains at large, and he leaves behind a daughter, his girlfriend, Lauren London, and their son, Cross. And a lot of people might not know about Nipsey Hussle other than, oh, he's a rapper. He was nominated for a Grammy for his debut album. He was a absolute pillar in his native South L.A. community, where he once gave a pair of shoes to every student at an elementary school in Hyde Park. He owned a burger place there, a fish market, a barber shop. He helped fund upgrades to the campus playground, offered jobs to his struggling neighbors. If someone was lost uh, to gun violence, he would chip in for their funeral. On the eve of the release of his debut album, he unveiled Vector 90, a shared workspace in South L.A. to help connect young talent in impoverished communities with opportunities in Silicon Valley and beyond. What he has done just so far for kids to learn STEM is just, it's phenomenal. He was also involved in the new Destination Crenshaw Arts Project. He was instrumental with his investment in bringing back World on Wheels, that mid-city roller rink as a neutral turf for kids in South LA. He just did so much for his community and put back so much. So an entrepreneur, community organizer, activist, mentor, and rapper. Yeah, and he's one of the best rappers we have on the West Coast, but oddly enough, not his biggest talent. His no. biggest talent was yeah. definitely being an entrepreneur and, and reaching out to the community. But Jensen, this is a guy who sounds like he was well beyond whatever rough start he might have had and managed to, I mean, the very de- that resume is the very definition of turning one's life around. Yeah. Was he still involved in these rap battles? No, not... Did not, he have enemies? No, I don't think internally in the rap business he did, no. I think everyone loved him. He was actually kind of like... He was a staple at basketball games. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a lot of basketball. Him and James Harden were really close. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. And he dates Lauren London. Laura London. I mean, it's like. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I think that he's known as a gang member because of his past. He was a, a crip. Uh, and he has a song with YG, who's a blood. And that was supposed to be like a real unifying song. Um, but no, I, this is not a not something people saw coming. This is shocker. Yeah. 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 Very, very sad. 33, 33 years old. That's and, the worst part. and to have done all of that for yeah. the community at 33, he's just, he's leaving behind a legacy that is just, it's so important. So hopefully uh, we figure out real quick what happened. But in broad daylight, this, this went down yesterday afternoon. Very scary stuff. Let's talk about the box office. Dumbo off to a very lukewarm start at the box office with a $45 million opening weekend. Um, by the way, that uh, that budget, this is before marketing, was $170 million. So they have some, some catching up to do with I mean, this movie. A movie doesn't have to be great mm-hmm. to have kids 
go see it. Right. Because parents are just looking for anything to take their kids to. And these movies do tend to have a long tail, especially it's a Disney movie. It's going to be something that's, you know, going to be sold down the road in a lot of different formats. And I I think they'll have a shot at making their money back long haul, but it certainly doesn't sound like it's on the track to be a blockbuster. Yeah. Well, overseas uh, made $71 million, so they're already at $116 million for global launch. But um, obviously, they want to make up some money as well. But it's Dumbo, you guys. You got to feel... Cutest. I mean, you teach an elephant to fly, mm-hmm. for God's sake, yeah. and you can't get people to come see it. What is wrong with All people? that work. That's Ugh, so much for training. For nothing. Right? <laughs> I'm going to see it. I don't know about you guys. I love Dumbo so very much. Wait till you see what they did with those lions and Lion King coming up. I can't wait. Trained all of them. Right? (laughs) Put their arms out while they're held. What about the hyenas? Oh, yeah. No, they trained all of them. Okay, excellent. Coming in second this weekend is Us, which held decently with another $33.6 million. Taking third, Captain Marvel, and then completing the top five, five feet apart and unplanned. Guys, you want to get out of here? Mm-hmm. I'm having fun. I'm saying let's stay till noon. Oh, Bean. And can we hear a little bit more of the accent that you brought back? I don't know what you're talking about. I've got, I, I don't have an accent. I just talk like this. <laughs> this is the way I've always been. So Bean, when you're talking to your family in England, yeah. are you picking up different ways to talk? And then you just say, no, I'm going to forget everything. And I'm just going to do a hard day's night. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I don't know why I, I don't know where it comes from. I it's just, so pensive too. It's like yeah. not, you're not even you're not even confident. No, yes. and he drops down too. Yes, I do. I, it's it's Ringo from a hard day's night. It that's all. Is. That's what it Answering is. Answering yes. a question given to him by a documentarian. Right. Right. Yeah. I just I need to figure out a way to more like I said earlier more seamlessly mm-hmm. fit in with the Brits right. if I ever have any kind of hope of getting a job there. So okay. I I guess I'll have to work on it. Maybe I'll try a new accent out tomorrow. How about? After I do the birthdays, if mm-hmm. you just do the Honda mention in the accent, will you do sure. that? Yeah, yeah okay. sure. Worth the practice. Worth practice, the practice means perfect. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. All right, some birthdays for you. Taryn Killam, Matt Lanter, MSNBC's Rachel Maddow, Susan Boyle, and WWE's Randy Orton. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. <laughs> and we all win with a commercial free drive home today at 5 p.m. Someone buy a bagpipe, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, tomorrow, going. you're not going to believe this, but we are back with an all-new show. Uh, animal stories on the program tomorrow. Also, uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled today if you've got any stories about people falling for April Fool's Day pranks. We're mm-hmm. kind of over them on this show, but some, I won't say who, one member of our show has already been taken by an April Fool's oh, Day prank. Yep. No. So we're going to hear about that. Uh, Jensen, you're introducing us to a young lady that we will all hate tomorrow. She's a a viral uh, social media star, and her name is JoJo. What's this deal? It's all you need to know for now. She's a, JoJo. a kid. Okay. Very, very popular. And, uh, and we won't, won't know why. Won't be with you. No. And one of the all-time greatest K-Rock bands ever. And two really straight-up guys and phenomenal musicians, Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring, have got a great thing going on right now. Indeed. They'll be joining us in studio as well as more Coachella tickets. That's all tomorrow right here on the world-famous K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.